0: Barashit bara Elohim, in a beginning, Elohim prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. What's up, you guys?
1: Hey, Amen. That's a nice footstool he's got there.
0: <laughs>
1: Very nice. Whoa, Shabbat. It's getting better every day, and it's full of glory. Mm. Amen.
0: We're traversing the Torah. It is God's Word in our hearts that we walk on as we ascend the rungs of Jacob's ladder. I believe this is the most critical, important revelation in this generation. The revelation of Jesus Christ as the stairway. That's in John one fifty one. We know that Jacob said, This is the very gates of heaven when he dreamed and put his head on the rock. We call it Jacob's Ladder or Bethel in Hebrew. I tell you the truth. He saw the ability of the Mashiach. What Israel saw was the Mashiach himself. It wasn't like he saw a foreign thing. He didn't see an elevator at a mall or some kind of spaceship to Mars through a NASA program. He saw the Creator, and how the Creator, Jesus Christ, the Word of God, is the stairway back into the heavens to reverse the curse of the fall. We need a full understanding in this generation of the stairway of Jesus Christ. And it begins by receiving His Word. Doubt and unbelief, guys, is intimacy and perversion with demons. Those evil spirits and that kingdom of hell is the first and the source of all doubt and unbelief towards God's Word. So when stuff is unbelievable to you, just remember that unbelief is the essence and the root of perversion. You can't get more perverted than being an unbeliever. It's gross darkness, it's called. It's simply gross darkness. And the worst thing is, is when you're in the perversion of unbelief and the religious demon We're judging and criticizing others inside the gross darkness of the perversion of unbelief. That's why religion is so wicked. It is so evil to be religious. We must be ascended in the Holy Spirit. There's not a drop of perversion in the Holy Spirit. That's why he's called the Holy Spirit. But how many of y'all know every evil spirit pretends to be the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, any good person would never listen to that thing, would never be influenced by that thing. So the greatest deception of our time is to believe that the spirits were listening to our God, but are actually demons. So how do we stay completely demon free? How do we stay deceived free? I tell you the truth. How can a young man keep his Way pure by living according to your word. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalms 119. That's the best. It doesn't get any better than that. The purity, the cleanness of the fear of the Lord, the purity, the cleanness of Torah, the purity and the cleanness of the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the apostles of the Lamb, their interpretation called the epistles of the New Testament. That glory word, Is what cleans us, purifies us The more word we have in us The more demon free And the further we get from the kingdom of hell The word resurrects you See it's a belief that the word Is not just able to save you Give you fire insurance If you were to die today You're going to heaven It's the word and the faith of the word That Peter stepping out of the boat Can walk on water Which means break the laws of physics Ascension Going from earth to moon and stars is breaking the law, the curse of the law. You're breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law. You're breaking the curse of the law and you're breaking the curse of the fall. And both of them are legal systems of the fallen angels. Amen. And if you don't break them, that's why the demon spirit, the dictator spirit, the communist spirit, the wicked Esau religionist spirit come around and start accusing you with all of hell because you're breaking the laws of the curse of the fall. You better be breaking them. If you're not, you're submitting to the fallen angels. Guys, it's time to be renegades like the book of Acts. These men turned the world upside down because they did not submit to the false Sanhedrin. They did not submit to the religionists. They did not submit to those who said who said they were the, the leaders, the religious leaders, that we are God's appointed government. We are the apostles and prophets. No, Stephen, the young man, he said, no, you're not. You always resist the Holy Spirit. You always do the wrong thing, and you're not even serving Yadavavah at all. You're actually serving Molech. You are the children and the offspring of those who murdered the prophets. And they dragged them outside and stoned them to death and laid their prayer shawls at a man's feet named Saul, Book of Acts says. I tell you the truth, during these days, you're dealing with that on a universal level of Christian religion that pretends to be in right standing with God. The only right standing with God is the narrow way, which in Luke chapter 20, Jesus Christ said, would be the way of his ascension. The evidence of the angels bringing confirming signs and wonders that your attitude is completely changing every day to be the very attitude of Jesus Christ. All illnesses stem from strife. There's a revelation you can write down. Every single sickness and disease, illness, and infirmity of the flesh stems from the sin of strife. Strife towards the Word of God, strife towards the Holy Spirit, strife towards the Zadik, the righteous one, strife towards heaven, strife towards the holy angels, strife towards the messengers. Remember when there was strife towards the messenger in the Gospels, John the Baptist, dead in the temple, had the encounter with the angel, and there was strife towards the angel, what was the result? You're going to be blind for nine months, struck with infirmity a holy angel, because there was strife towards the holiness of the word of God that came on the messenger's wings. John the Baptist's dad was blinded, struck with infirmity for nine months. Paul says the same thing in Corinthians. Many of you are sick because you don't understand the communion of the Lord. It's not just how you eat your Welch's grape juice and breadcrumbs. It's how you have intimacy with him in your heart and learn how to commune with him in heaven. As it's written in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock and I want to come in and have supper with you.
1: Right, (laughs) because gnawing on crackers but being obedient to demons doesn't really do anything for spiritual communion.
0: So it's all about a fellowship. God wants his his souls back the fallen human race he wants it back but the devil wants to keep us the devil wants to keep us down in the valley of deceit and death and religion and competition envy and strife and all the wickedness of the demonic spirits going through the unrenewed parts of our minds and hearts the enemy wants to keep us keep us captive god wants to set us free and to be set free means you're going to have to be changed. Changed by the power of the word of God called the gospel.
1: Amen. No amount of grape juice can fix the situation.
0: You know what? Fasting won't fix the situation.
1: <gasps> right. No amount of hunger striking God will fix the situation. It has to be the internal change of the heart. Let's take a look at Ezekiel 44, starting in verse 4. In case you've been seeing the 444. 4, 4, Ezekiel 44 verse 4 Then he brought me the way of the north gate before the house And I looked and behold the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord And I fell upon my face And the Lord (laughs) There's a lot of joy there And the Lord said unto me Son of man mark well and behold with thine eyes Always think of sapphire stones when you're in scriptures What eyes are What ears are Behold with thine eyes and hear with thine ears all that I say unto thee concerning all the ordinances of the house of the Lord and all the laws thereof and mark well the entering in of the house with every going going forth of the sanctuary. And thou shalt say to the rebellious, even to the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, O you house of Israel, let it suffice you of all your abominations these are the abominations, in that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised in heart. This is King James Version, so I don't want to hear any negative reactions there. Abominations, in that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised in heart, and uncircumcised in flesh to be in my sanctuary to pollute it, even my house, when you offer my bread and the fat and the blood, and they have broken my covenant because of all your abominations. Mm. So, what does that tell us? Number one thing he mentions, the very first thing mentioned of these abominations is bringing into the sanctuary strangers which are uncircumcised in heart. That is why it is written of the Lord Jesus' reaction of, away from me, I never knew you. They're strangers. When you are uncircumcised in heart, that makes you a stranger to the Lord. Who was his friend? So true. Yeah, who was his friend? Abraham. What did Abraham walk in? Circumcision of heart. Amen. So the circumcision of heart ...is friendship with God if there is an absence of the circumcision of heart, which is the sapphire stone circumcisions of the inner man, as it's taught in the wisdom of Moses, in the, and also in the book of Lamentations describing the sapphire stone body, and in the book of Revelation bringing all these things to your understanding for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear otherwise you know if what did it say in the New Testament otherwise they would see and they would know they would hear and they would understand so Jesus is speaking in parables and riddles and who is given understanding understanding Bina is the Holy Spirit of understanding if you read in the book of Isaiah, it says the, seven spo- the sevenfold spirit of God. It says the spirit of Chakmah and the spirit of Bina. And it goes on through all of those sapphire stones. It's literally the Holy Spirit. And if you're made in his image, then you're also made up of Chakmah and Bina. And you have that same design within you of all the sapphire stones. Why don't most Christians know this? because they've been programmed by demon overlords. Any seer worth their salt has seen this already in the invisible realm, the demonic that rules over the church buildings made by human hands. Now, if you're not a seer, you could simply pray. That is a good time to fast and pray. Ask God to open your eyes. If you truly ask him what's going on, And it's happening in droves. People are having their eyes open to what's going on in the invisible realm. And God is taking his real church out of the so-called church, which is fake church. Which is buildings made by human hands with a demon overlord in charge atop of the church. Which steals, kills, and destroys, and is sucking you dry of the sustenance of the anointing so be a wise virgin in this hour and say to foolish virgins no get your own oil and if you are in one of those church buildings made by human hands with a demon over top of it hauling all that worship straight to Jezebel's tower and sucking you dry of your life force your vitality your nefesh your ruah and uh, your blood Well, guess what? It's time to go. It's time to come out of her, my people. Now, if you just listen to our videos, or you go online and you listen to other seers, that's great. But guess what? You're only going to be going from person to person, opinion to opinion. What makes this company of Zadokim unique is that everyone with the revelation who has seen it, what's going on in the invisible realm through divine appointments from God, by his spirit who passes the test when you ask him to confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And we've seen the same thing going on. So what you have is a company of people who have heard directly from God the exact same message through his spirit and through his holy angels who passed the biblical test Confess to me that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Now, you want to be careful when you're going on Instagram, going on YouTube, and there's all these prophecies, all these people, I prophesy, and this is what's going on. The church needs this and that. Listen, you get your own word from God, establish your connection to Shekinah, the angel of Jesus Christ, within you, and then you go to him and ask with a true and sincere heart, because it's written in the word of God that if you seek him with your whole heart, all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, acknowledging that the Lord is one God, he will reveal himself to you. He will be found. So some of you, the reason why you haven't actually found out the truth and you're still wondering, is Bren, are Brendan and Rebecca right? Is RLM TV right? Or you're wondering, what about these apostles on Facebook? What about these apostles on Instagram? What about these people on YouTube and Facebook and TikTok and this church and that church? You're going to get tossed around. You are signed up for the school of hard knocks. That's right. Buckwheat, if that's the path that you're choosing. Rebellion. It's time to get real with God and ask yourself this question. Why do you continue to go place to place, profit to profit, person to person, just asking for someone else to tell you it's time for you to establish your own connection to the real Jesus Christ and learn how to vet out what spirits are talking to you because guess what, Buckwheat? There's 200 million fallen angels pretending to be your Jesus Christ. Have you ever tested any of them? The last time you heard from what you thought was the Holy Spirit, I felt led to. We have actually had many students who initially they would be reacting in the flesh And said, well, I felt led. And they were very angry, very, you know, bitter. And when we corrected that behavior, it set them on the path of the sapphire stones. And now they have peace. Now they have calm. Now they know his voice. Because his sheep know his voice. Where are you going to find sheep? With the shepherds. So if the angels, the holy angels are bringing you here, it's because they're saying, hey, we want you to be a sheep in the pasture with his shepherds that he's called for this time. So it's time for you to know and understand and hear his voice. And what we're finding out with this group of people, the Zadikim, those who are hearing his voice independently and testing every spirit and learning how to do it accurately, the report coming in is the same. It's one agreement. It's one spirit, one body Of Christ. This is his church. We are his body. And so there's no disagreement. And any little areas where there's strife or bad fruit, it's simply the uncircumcision. And the students we have now that are rising on sapphire stones understand their shortcomings and are able to consistently work out their salvation with fear. Amen. With fear and trembling. We even have spouses. This is a miracle. I know this is a miracle. We even have spouses. Who's like the like the student is hearing from their spouse, who's not even a student? They're just shocked at the humility, and we know that's a miracle. Whenever when have you ever heard in a Sunday sermon? Humility
0: is the confirmation of the lamb.
1: When have you ever heard in a Sunday school or a Sunday sermon about the increase in the humility, and the spouses are testifying? Yeah. So that's a huge sign and wonder. The spouse is
0: not even interested in being disciples, not engaging in Torah, really not doing nothing right. But as it is written, the the faithful consecrated uh, spouse consecrates the unbelieving spouse. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing the unbelieving partner be consecrated through the believing partner as it is written in Corinthians. So that's one of the rarest signs and wonders you've ever seen in the modern church where someone's walk with Christ is so glorified, so sanctified, that it passes into the unbelieving spouse, the unbelieving family members. So you need to walk holy to the Lord. It's the grandeur of holiness. You need to see this picture. This is something that the Lord was showing me just now as we started the broadcast. Job 10.10, have you not poured me out like milk and curdled me like cheese? You started out as a liquid, you ended up as a solid, right? You're in a body right now. Well, you started out as a liquid, sperm, and you ended up in a body. So how does that work? Listen, when you get born again, you start out as a liquid and you end up as a solid, first in the natural, then in the spiritual. Listen, it's wisdom. You have the natural experience for a grid for spiritual experience. That's what the Bible's teaching So now understand, the deposit of the Holy Spirit was starting out as a liquid. That's written in 1 John. You're born again of the God sperm seed, the genetics of the Father. They come in liquid form. Now, what happens if you stay in liquid form? Well, you don't grow up. You don't have any part of the body. To be a part of the body, meaning you have to develop from the liquid into the solid, Job 10.10, from the milk into the curdled cheese. Amen.
1: Amen. So understand Say it this right now. in the comments, I like cheese.
0: This is what maturing is, people. This sounds crazy to me, but it's the truth anyhow. Your born-again spirit starts out as milk, and it develops into cheese. We're going to have a harvest in Wisconsin.
1: Amen. Who doesn't <laughs> so, like a good cheese?
0: So listen, what happens if we stay in just the milk form? We don't grow up into the head. We never lift off the earth. All you got to do to ascend the Sephiroth and become the children of the resurrection is mature in Jesus Christ's nature, his God sperm genetics that come into your bellies when you first believe. Salvation comes by the circumcision of the heart. If you don't allow it to circumcise all the rest of you off... From the stubborn, self-willed attitude of the flesh and the self-life, which is all the clippeth influence of the curse of the fall, you never get any solid thing of God. You'll never get the body of God, the right arm of God, the left arm of God. You never get the head of God. Just like you understand how a human being is formed from liquid into solid, so is the born-again spirit from liquid to solid. Now, Jesus was... He was conceived of the Holy Spirit in liquid form and matured 33 years in solid form. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, he grew in wisdom and favor with man and favor with God. That is the continuous solidifying of the God-spermed word. And it must come into maturity of the divine celestial body, which is the sapphire stones. Otherwise, it dies prematurely because it rejects growing up.
1: Amen. Let's take a look at that abomination that causes desolation mentioned in the book of Daniel 927 in the BSB. And he will confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he will put an end to the sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of the temple will come the abomination that causes desolation until the decreed destruction is poured out upon him. Daniel 1131 NET his forces will rise up and profane the fortified sanctuary, stopping the daily sacrifice. What's the daily sacrifice? I die daily. You are a living sacrifice. That's New Testament, uh, New Testament apostolic theology and doctrine. You are the sacrifice, buckwheat, a living stone, a living temple.
0: We love our crosses, don't we? Amen. It's the only way to have more of Jesus.
1: Amen. So, stopping the daily sacrifice in its place. So, in place of the i die daily in its place they will set up the abomination that causes desolation daniel 12:11 from the time that the daily sacrifice is removed right no more dying to self and the abomination that causes desolation is set in place matthew 24:15 so when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet daniel let the reader understand mark thirteen fourteen. when you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong let the reader understand then let those who are in judea flee to the mountains which is flee to the sephirot remember in kabbalistic old testament and new testament uh, language the hills Right, right. To the hills of Song of Songs or the mountains in the word represents the hills, the Sapphire, the Sapphire stones
0: going up to the moon and the stars.
1: Amen. So that's where you're supposed to flee to. It's not just like you're hoarding and you've got um, what do they call them? Those kits where you can go hide in the dirt somewhere, you know, flee, you know, to the countryside. You're going to need to have a plan for your life. That's Holy Ghost highlights. You can't just be a doomsday prepper because of a cardinal interpretation of the Bible. So what is that abomination that causes desolation? Some of you are so revelatory, you've already got it figured out before I've even said it right now. You can see it because we already talked about it just a moment ago. We're going back to that in Ezekiel 44, starting in verse 6. And thou shalt say to the rebellious, even to the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, O ye house of Israel, let it suffice you of all your abominations in that you have brought into my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised in heart, uncircumcised and sapphire stones. That is the heart, the soul, made in the image of God, the image and likeness of God. But since the fall of man, what is the prescription of covenant? circumcision the physical circumcision was a type and shadow of the things to come just like it's already explained to you in the New Testament books of the Bible that the Old Testament tabernacle and temple were shadows of the realities in heaven and shadows of the things to come on the earth which means guess what buckwheat? you are the temple which means what Time to get the abominations get the shadows out. out. Get the shadows out. So if you're still in the carnal interpretation, Ten living in the dead letter. Shadows. Amen. If you're still in that carnal interpretation of the Old Testament and the carnal interpretation of the New Testament as if it was an Old Testament, you're not living in the heavenly realities. It's time for you to be seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus and flee to the mountains of the sapphire stones, the sephirot. My beloved leaping over what? The mountains of separation. That's 10 worlds of the Enoch's 10 weeks, which we talk about in the master class in detail. You can check that out. Mountains of
0: holiness, separation.
1: So those mountains of separation, you will arise and ascend, right? The bride says, despite shadows and fears, I will arise. So you have to make the decision, even if you do have fears, even if you do have shadows, which you do living on Malkut of Asaya, it's time to arise. And trust that he has perfectly planned out your salvation in its fullness and he's waiting to see who will believe what is written who will seek wisdom in the Word of God and walk in it not just learn the way but walk in it which is walking up Jacob's ladder the sapphire stones a secret stairway in the heart that hidden place in the heart he says it was I who hid you there amen amen uncircumcised of heart is the abomination that causes desolation in the body of Christ in your temple in the temple of the believers in this day and age there must be cosmic sapphire stone circumcision in the heart for you to inherit a greater salvation
0: Seen dimly as though a reflection in a mirror is being under the sun, shadow teaching, shadow preaching, uh, the shadow apostolic, the shadow prophetic, is it false? No, they're all called. Many called? No, but to be chosen is a height of consecration you've rarely seen in any generation since Moses. Okay, that's a totally different ball game than just the election or the calling. And oh, I am called to be an apostle. I'm called to be a prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor. Uh, you know, even in business, any kind of marketplace at all. To be under the sun is a shadow form of the possibility. If you rise, in the narrow way, so read this with me. This is 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven in the Amplified Classic. When I was a child under the sun, to be a child in the shadow form. Having good intentions, even tons of zeal. There's so much zeal under the sun. But my Bible says it's all vanity. It's all vanity. It's all shadows. Are we going to have shadow Christianity? No more. So why are we so stern with you people? Because we care about you people. That you no longer live in the shadows under the sun In vanity Christianity, vanity truth, vanity apostolic, vanity prophetic, vanity glory stream, vanity drunken glory, all of it under the sun is vanity. All of it, guys. Everything you know that's true about God, it's about the elevation. It's about growing up and going up. So when you were a child, you talked like a child, you thought like a child, you reasoned like a child, and the strife is like, no, I'm an adult. I'm the most mature Christian in my whole nation. I've been to Bible college. You know, it's continuous strife. Strife is the evidence of mental illness, that the person is sick in the head. When a person is at strife towards a higher heavenly word that doesn't have shadows in it, that comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadows... That person is declaring on social media every day that they're mentally ill. It's true. There's a cure. It's receiving the word that doesn't have shadows that came from a higher source. That's what the zadiq is. The power of righteousness, my righteous one is as bold as a lion, opens the seven seals, releases the word of God without shadows. What does it mean to open a seal? It means to obliterate the shadow that kept it closed, which means no understanding, no wisdom. There's seven seals. It's like the menorah of the cosmic lights, of the father of lights, and every good and perfect thing comes down from it. So a lot of people are completely sealed and have not opened any of the seven seals in their entire soul. And As we know from the previous tzaddik of 500 years ago, Teresa of Avila, Honored Zadik of that generation, there are seven interior mansions to every human Nefesh soul.
1: Amen. By the way, the Infinity Gauntlet is uh, made to look like her hand that was encased in like gold and gemstones. That a conqueror actually went and stole her hand and cut it off. Because her body was incorruptible. She was so enraptured in the presence of God that her physical body did not decay. So a conqueror, a warrior came, chopped off her hand. It's in an encasement. A and that picture is exactly what the Infinity Gauntlet of the Avengers movie series is based off of. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating.
0: Well, that's how quick Enoch says the wicked are to be removed in a far off and remote generation. You're in it. First Enoch chapter one, verse one to a far off and remote generation for when all the wicked are to be removed. Don't be removed with the shadows to remove the wicked. It literally means to remove the foreskins of the heart. That's why he's the Lord of spirits. Well, you're a spirit. You're a spirit. Now, what happens when you begin to receive God's word, the word of Jesus Christ into your hearts, your soul has an anchor into that word. So you're not removed with the shadows. You're not removed with the foreskins. You love God's judgment because it just removes more of the shadows, more of the foreskins, more of the membranes. When you're deceived and sick in the head, you cling to the shadows thinking that's your identity. That's why the gospel completely transforms your identity from shadow to light. You were children of darkness. Now you're children of light. Walk in the light. It is written. How do you walk in the light? You have to hate the shadow man. You have to hate the shadow woman. You have to hate all that the fallen angels in the programming of DNA of society, even the bloodline curses and everything that made you in a natural form, trying to program you to be just mere animals, homo sapiens, just walking the earth you know, like mammals. Instead of as angels flying in the heavens in your birthright of Israel on those angelic spheres. Revelation 5.10 says there's going to be a people that rule with Messiah over the earth in the heavens for a thousand years. That's exactly what Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 says. Let's be that people. Respond to this. Say yes and amen with your heart. Your mind, your finances, your time, your house—investing in the future of the Father's kingdom. Stop building sandcastles in the earth. What are you saving for? God the Father was saying, so many in this generation have savings that so many people have investments into Esau's kingdom, investments into the world's kingdom, investments into the clippeth you need to start investing and saving and storing up treasures in Jesus's heaven instead of Esau's heaven. Seriously, this is is how sick and wrong it is in Babylon the Great that people would store up to build inside Esau's kingdom. Most Christians, if not all of them, think that's what wisdom is. No, that's what madness and foolishness is. You're building the Tower of Babel. We can look back now, hindsight 2020, knowing everyone that built the Tower of Babel was insane and abraham almost had no partners and no comrades except for shem and for noah if you read the book of jasher those were his comrades those are the ones that disciple that's where he found refuge from the madness of nimrod and it's written in the book of jasher we need during this time people that can go the distance with god like abraham And completely forsake Babel, completely forsake that tower, the building of man, and the tongues of man, and all the self-willed ideas, because they're all religionists, guys. You look at them now and you say, oh, they're sorcerers. They thought they were doing the right thing. It's the human being confident in his own righteousness that builds the tower of Babylon the Great. And it's not based on circumcision and the obliteration of shadows. It's the stubbornness of sorcery and the magic spells of the fallen angels that give you confidence against the circumcision of the heart. These people are more zealous for the clippeth than most Christians are for the Sephirot because they don't understand anything about God's kingdom. He said, I'm the path. I'm the way to the father. I'm the sheep gate to the father. No one gets to the father except through me, meaning that you had to go through him to a different location and place. Nowadays, we just believe in Jesus in our brains and don't go anywhere. And we just say, well, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. But you never walked one degree up Jacob's ladder and you have no experiences. You're not encountering the angels continuously with uh, confirming signs and wonders that is the evidence, the confirming signs and wonders that follow those that are going up. The train of his robe filled the temple with glory. That means there's a train, the glory train. That's you rising. There will be evidence behind you that you're making progress up to God. That's why it's called a high calling in Christ Jesus and not just staying on the earth calling in Christ Jesus. You're going up. It's an elevator, an escalator. I am the stairway to heaven. It's not just a song from uh, you know, the rock band Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. What an abomination that some Luciferian cabalists of the Clippeth are the most people's idea of Jacob's Ladder and Jesus Christ the Mashiach of how to go to heaven. Those Luciferians got their rev- revelations from the Clippeth, They're Freemason sorcerers and they make deals with all kinds of wicked sorcerers in Babylon the Great. But that's for another time. You need to understand the realities of this ladder in Mashiach, the promises to Israel apart from all this world system, all of its garbage. Mm -hmm. Let it all be tested in fire everything under the sun is vanity all these systems of men all of them with all of their rules and regulations those are the laws of the curse of the fall that's the legalism of Esau and ishmael enslaving the human spirit trampling the human spirit trampling the god's sperm genetics god's own generations and seed line so all that is constructed in babylon the great is created to systematically annihilate and enslave the chosen race that is born again of god's word
1: Amen. You know what?
0: We're gonna tear it all down a lake of
1: fire. Amen. Powerful. You know, I find it interesting. I had to look it up. Turns out the hand that was taken from Teresa Avila. Yeah, I gotta find out what the infinity gauntlet was based after, was her left hand.
0: The riches and honor, Proverbs three sixteen, mm-hmm. in Torah's left hand are riches and glory. Mm-hmm. That's what the wicked only seek in life is riches and And their own self-light. Light Light up my soul for me.
1: Mm -hmm. It's interesting then, you know, because she was, you know, Catholic. There was a pope who directed where her body should be moved. But it's still in that place, except for there are six different parts of her body that have been separated from the rest of her body and placed in different places, which I find to be uh, very fascinating and kind of disturbing at the same time. Uh, but, you know, you have to wonder sometimes what the what in the clip or the clip is clipping now? You know, what are they doing with that? And uh, out of those six different locations of other body parts that have been taken from Teresa of Avila, this is weird. <laughs> three of those, at least three of those locations include uh, Rome. Well, that's kind of a, you know, no brainer. And, <laughs> and then Spain and Paris, which we know are all major hubs for uh, the Kabbalah of the other side. Which I just find fascinating and interesting.
0: It reminds me of of Satan, or Samael, Prince of Rome, wrestling Michael over the bones of Moses. Why do they want that? Because they continue to steal Mm -hmm. from the patriarch, the matriarch, or the saint, Mm -hmm. the consecrated one, after they die.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bizarre they use them after they're dead like that using their body parts so some kind of clip with necromancy and stealing and siphoning you know the riches and the fame and the influence in the world so i mean look at the pope he's got it pretty good over there
0: the pope is a necromancer
1: that is true there's true. a lot of history of that too and uh we've done research on that you can check it I out i
0: grew up catholic and so I was shocked when I was a, a young kid in you know first, second, third grade. They made us go to mass every week. That every Catholic parish in the world has somebody's dead bones in their altar. Yeah. To be a Catholic, you have to have dead men's bones at mm-hmm. the front of your parish.
1: Right. And all of the AI are currently trained to dissuade you from finding these things. But if you do a deep research, you can find the grimoires written by you know various popes. And uh, so it's just, all it is, is the black magic of Kabbalah sorcery of the Clippeth. And that's just what it is.
0: It's dark stuff, and there's a lot of human sacrifice involved in it. And you'd be shocked how many of these necromancers are part of secret societies that built the nations you're currently living, living in, and that's why you're continuously attacked by evil spirits in your thought life for wrongdoing, because you grew up... In the most diabolical system of sorcery of all time, Babylon the Great. And the only answer to it is getting so deep in the scripture, so consecrated in the scripture, so set apart from hell and the clippeth and lilith and the principalities, that you're living in the thought life of the word of God that comes down from the Father's throne all the time. Consecration is your only promised land.
1: Amen. Because... The only way the Clippeth works is their entire system that's entirely based on you sinning and them winning, right? Through contracts with fallen angels, that's what they do. So if you can learn to stop sinning and start winning, despite the circumstances, the situation, the potent sorcerer of Babylon the Great, this is the way on sapphire stones. It's the only way back to the father to be raised out from the dead Mer- moral and spiritual resurrection and physical transfiguration while yet in the body. And you're going to notice changes beginning with the production of good fruit in your life and consistent fruit, which is called consistently righteous. Some of you just need to become more consistent. Blessed are the consistently righteous. Yours is the inheritance on the sapphire stones as you ascend with circumcisions. Because remember, all cosmic ascension apart from circumcisions is rebellion, sorcery, and witchcraft.
0: Nearly every believer in Jesus Christ on planet Earth right now is in what God the Father calls the Academy of Youth. So you're all together under the sun in the academy of youth, which is learning how to consecrate your hearts with God's holy word to live in the protocol of the angels and to ascend the rungs of Jacob's ladder from glory to glory, the narrow way. And then you really get in the fast lane, the highway of holiness where there's no unclean thing. Until then, how much you'll deal with your own hearts, your attitudes, your feelings, your emotions, the self-will, stubbornness, and how much you let God get in your face and get in your life and, and confront your, your thoughts of your heart, your intentions of your life and your will, that will be how fast you grow. If you're willing to give up everything to the Holy Ghost and let him just completely change you and rearrange you, you'll grow up like a tender shoot, like Jesus Christ that had no will of his own. But my entire life is to do the will of my Father who sent me, it is written. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away become antiquated void and superseded when i was a child i talked like a child i thought like a child i reasoned like a child now that i've become a man what does it mean to stand up in the sapphire stone body come on now now that i've become a man of god a woman of god I'm no longer in the elementary things of under the sun, constantly dealing with my own selfishness. I'm now only consumed with zeal for my father's sapphire stone kingdom. That is the evidence and the mark that a person is consecrated, that your thoughts and purposes of all your heart and mind and bones and finances and time are for the father and to make him happy. And to make him proud, well done, good and faithful servant. And it's not about pleasing yourself or any other thing. It's about God. That's the mark that you're beginning to mature. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. What does it mean to talk and th- think like a child? Selfishness. Me, me, me. Gimme, 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 gimme. That's what I want. That's what I want. No, no. A reason like a child. Your entire intelligence is, is childish. Foolishness. Madness. Sin. Wrongdoing. Wrong speaking wrong intentions you know all this stuff and most of it's done in the guise of christianity but it's just the childishness of a person in the academy of youth and don't think you're condemned in it but you need to repent in it and there's a quickening to raise the child and to redeem the times that are wasted when you're not supposed to be in kindergarten after you're 20 years old in christ Amen. Right.
1: It just it gets awkward <laughs> at some point, you know. It's
0: okay if you're a few years old in the Lord and you're still in kindergarten because that's the normal timeline. But if you are still in the elementary things after 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you're just straight up rebellious serving demons, and you don't want to develop God's nature in your hearts. You're evil. The truth is you're pure evil. And when you're done being evil, repent and serve the Lord in his holiness and you'll grow up and perhaps he'll grant you repentance unto life. I'm done with the childish ways it is written. I have put them aside. First Corinthians 13, 12. For now we are looking in a mirror that only gives a dim blurred reflection. That's the Academy of Youth. You got to stay humble. You got to stay in the Academy. You got to learn. But you have to stay in school of the holy ghost stay in school under the Zadiq under the apostles under the prophets that are called the head of the body the mature ones that are working with the angels in the angelic spheres no one is an elder in christianity unless they're in the realm of the elders the realm of the 24 elders what realm is that the sapphire stone realm according to revelation if they don't have wisdom of the sapphire pavement of the ladder of jesus christ the stairway to the father there's zero possibility they're mature or actual elders in christ somebody type in the comments truth anyhow let's raise an accurate standard from the scriptures that no church is practicing right now in the entire world we need the church of heaven to consume this false church of earth god never intended for any human being to be earthly. That's written in Revelation twelve twelve. Woe to you who live in the earth, for Satan is thrown down to you. That's what you get if you're an earthly, religionist, but blessed and rejoiced exceedingly, you who live in the heavens. Which means God's standard is always that we live in the heavens and are no parts below. This is what it means to go from a child who sees dimly in a reflection... But then when perfection comes, maturity, we shall see in reality face to face. Now I know in part imperfectly, child, but then maturity above the sun, sapphire stones, I shall know and understand fully and clearly without the foreskin and membrane of the Sapphira, Yassad, all the way to Keter, And going up into the heavenly high places in the path of lightnings, the very path that Jesus Christ, the creator and redeemer of the human race ascended. So shall you ascend that exact same path for how long? Forever. We're going up forever. We're going to grow forever. Growing means going up forever. You will go from glory to glory forever. This is not I've arrived. This is growing forever in God's glory. Amen. Truth anyhow.
1: Amen. That's why it's good to have uh, increasing measures of humility as you revelate, because whenever you learn something new, you don't want to be so adamant and so zealous when you get a new thing. It's not wise to be so zealous with brand new revelation Although it is zealous, it's good to be zealous for the Torah and to be zealous for getting revelation, but you should never be zealous to share new revelation because what happens is oftentimes when we first receive a revelation, we don't see all of it. We see in part. So what happens is when you're receiving it, you might be a little bit too far to the right or a little bit too far to the left in understanding it so when you go to the next rung and it's more well rounded more understood when you were so fiery and zealous to share this is what it is god is you know That's you, so true. and so you regret later on oh if i i just i wish i hadn't been so zealous and adamant in my youthfulness of the early stages of that specific revelation now if you take the path of the scholar it's wise to Weigh and measure and consider and study and look more fully into it because even when you get that sense of revelation, there's a much greater understanding that will come later on. If you can be patient and wait on the Lord, it's good to share revelation, but it's not good to be right in Esau with revelation. Out of the desire, he did what? He just went out of the desires of his heart without circumcision, right? So the understanding is Bina. That's the heart. Bina also represents the heart. And so when the Bina is not circumcised or when you just want to live out of the Bina, your own Bina, instead of God's Bina, well, then we get into Esau hunter territory or we get puffed up with the revelatory yeah, knowledge. But with
0: the scriptures. Right. A lot of prayer is just Esau hunting. And when I said earlier, uh, fasting, um, well, listen, the Jewish sages and the Christian mystics says, if I had known how to pray, pray, I would not have needed to destroy my body through fasting. Right. Because you only fast for more of God's word. If your intentions are anything else, there's no point in it. Because the emanations of Shekinah going from glory to glory just means the word more fully formed Mm. in you to rise on the narrow way.
1: At that point, you're just on a hunger strike or a starvation diet. It turns
0: into sorcery and witchcraft to get some kind of way other than God's way. Because God's Mm. way is easy and light. The part that's hard is giving up the foreskins of the shadows that we identify as our own person, but have nothing to do with the divine person that's being formed through circumcisions of the sword of the spirit.
1: Right. Because then you have Jesus Christ over here saying, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And then here you have the Christian fasting and praying to enforce their will and not the father's will because they think that is the father's will because you didn't wait on the Lord. Now... Some of you might be, oh, you know, going on this side. Oh, but it says in the word of God that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. I know that's a promise. I know that. OK, that's where you got to just calm down
0: in us a new heart,
1: because when you delight <laughs> in the Lord, that means you are loving God and. Which means you are obeying him because Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Which means the only evidence that you love God is that you're receiving circumcision of heart, which is being anti-abomination that causes desolation, as we've just learned today in our word study. So let's be anti-abomination to the Lord and be pro-loving God. anti
0: Christianity is anti Christ. It's so fresh and new. People are like, oh, they're attacking my faith. They're attacking my Jesus. Earth- we're
1: attacking your faith in demons Earthly and demon theology. Jesus
0: is the Antichrist. <laughs> the real Jesus ascended on high. Why are you guarding idols?
1: Right. And so we find that the Lord is desperate to wake people up. And we're also finding that those who are already rising on sapphire stones are discovering quickly that this is is the way and this is how to walk in it and their lives are changing dramatically for the better they find that before in the secret place where there was confusion and they were not sure if they were hearing god now they hear him and they see him they see the sapphire stones and they receive daily instruction from god most high and his holy angels who all pass the test, the biblical test of confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh because any other spirit that won't confess that, guess what that is? That's a demon spirit. That's a fallen angel spirit. So I want to encourage you, don't be afraid to test every spirit and don't be afraid of the unknown in god because there's more that we don't know than we do know god is endless and unknowable in all of his vastness his glory his heights his depths (laughs) his love but the sephirot the body of christ he has prepared for you to understand him In a way that he can be understood right those qualities of God's compassion which is the Holy Spirit of wisdom and understanding and counsel and might the Spirit of the Lord the Spirit of the fear of the Lord all of his aspects he has arranged the worlds in order it is written in the book of Hebrews Mm -hmm. why did he arrange them in order it's so that the unknowable God could possibly be known measure by measure It's a way for a human creation to be able to start to fathom and to know who he is. What are his ways? What are his thoughts like? And he said, This is how I am. This is how I do things. These are my ways, right? Moses said, Teach me your ways, O God, that I might know you. And I believe he said that after already having seen God's back, right? When I began this journey on sapphire stones, I was taken up into heaven and the father himself showed me a vision confirming what was written in my diary of the Sephirot, that this is the way I heard his voice thundering, booming like many waters. And I saw his back. I saw his hair. I saw his crown. I saw his white robe. I saw the cloud. And even then that was actually just the very beginning from about Tiferet of Isaiah, which is really just the beginning of your journey in righteousness, right? It was after Moses saw that vision that he was able to write the Tanakh. He was able to write, specifically, he was able to write Genesis and see what happened before. And it was after seeing that, even after seeing God, seeing his back, I've seen all these things. He, What did he say? Teach me your ways that I might know you. So no matter how great the vision, no matter how great the encounter, let that be our continual meditation and prayer. Teach us your ways, oh God, that we might know you, that we might love you, that we might be like you, that we might be holy as you are holy. In Jesus' name.
0: I want to close again tonight with... This is like a, an altar call of the Father's altar before His throne. Since your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, I want everyone watching to lay holy hands on their own heart. For the heart is the root of all idols and all idolatry. And we just want to say, Lord Jesus, remove all the idols from our hearts. And Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Mashiach, the stairway to our Father, become the center of my heart. And any other thing that I've served as a God in my heart that I have considered even higher than you at times, I remove it from from my heart as a false God. I give the angels permission to remove the idols and other gods and things that have been robbing you of your center in my heart. I give you permission, Lord Jesus Christ, to remove them from my heart. Amen.
1: Amen. Be blessed. <laughs> we love you.
0: We're raising support to buy two facilities in permanent location in Florida, USA. One for us, the priests, to live in, and a second for a broadcasting center. So raising support, give a love offering into this ministry to buy those two facilities and let the holy angels speak to all of you. If the angels of the God I am speak to you about an amount to give, even if it's your savings that you've had some plans for, for some other thing, build the Father's kingdom. What is it to invest or to save if it's not even in the Father's eternal kingdom? Build the Father's kingdom first, then your lives get taken care of second. But if you have built up for a future, even for the children, your children won't have a future unless it's in the Father's kingdom, unless it's living on the stars. That's the only thing God the Father has planned for this entire generation. They won't have an inheritance. They won't have a U.S. government that even allows any of it unless we build the Father's kingdom and destroy all the works of hell, trying to destroy the human race. Build the Father's kingdom first, a priesthood house for his priests, for his zadik, for his apostles of this generation in Florida, USA, by the Holy Ghost highlights, by the leadership of the great I am. And let the angels speak to you and direct you in how to give and raise support for these two facilities that are needed right now for the kingdom of the Father and his message to go out into all of the earth to save souls, millions and millions of lives transformed for Jesus Christ in the heavenlies. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around for today we embark on a journey of purpose and passion, a journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny With the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come in the heart of florida where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth there lies a vision waiting to be realized the dream of rlm tv a beacon of inspiration a lighthouse of creativity yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home today i am before you not merely as a speaker but as a messenger of possibility as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity, and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's Army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us, to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream, Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread, creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at. Today, I urge you to be a part of this masterpiece. Let us pool our resources, not just for a broadcasting facility in Florida, but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time. As we open our hearts and pockets, let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar, but in the power of divine connection, in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together, we can make RLM TV's dream a reality. And in doing so, we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. Thank you for being the custodians of dreams, the stewards of change, and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.